Hello, everyone, and welcome to the From the 50 podcast. I am your host, Zach Zook. As always, we have the usual suspects, TJ Weber, Big Webb, and Nick Yale. This is presented by Book It Sports. Nick, can you tell us a little bit about Book It while you tell us how you've been? I've been great out here in Reno at the Book It Sports headquarters. App launching on November 1st. You can sign up at bookitsports.app with your email to uh, to get the emails about what's going on. Uh, app development is going strong. We just uh, got the bet slip finished up. So I saw that for the first time today, so that was exciting. Nick has bags under and his eyes. And overall, overall, things are good. Yeah, I just woke up. So Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, you have bags under your I eyes, and up. you're like, oh, I've been working a lot, so I guess it's been tough over there. Yeah, if you I've can't tell, all four of us are on uh, separate rooms on the Zoom. Uh, no, I'm in the room. I'm in St. Louis. Surprise. Yeah, it, it sounds like you are. Nick. Yeah, Nick's mic is is money. I my computer is like in the dumpster right now. Yeah, you went the old so, iPad, uh, right? Maybe, yep, maybe if you will win one of your guaranteed parlays, eventually you can go buy yourself a new. Hey, computer. hey, the, my guaranteed parlay is one and one, Nick. It's one and one, so I don't want to hear it. The old Saints That's, screwed you, though, bro. I mean, yeah, they did. That you had it. You Saints you screwed came us back all. from the dead with the Cowboys, like. Absolutely dead in the water, and then the Cowboys win the money line bet for you, and the Saints just completely screw you. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was ca- as good as cashed after after the Cowboys. Usually, when you get a parlay like that, you need in Big Web can I, I speak to this? I'm sure you need one team to kind of to kind of get over it when when they're not they don't have their best stuff. It's not going how you thought it was going to go. You need that yeah. one team to keep you from losing. I didn't know I was going to need two teams. That's that's what TJ says all the time. If you're not sweating, you're not going to win. But one of the games you got to sweat. Now Dallas games, I thought you were, I thought you're going to rock it from there. Uh, Minnesota and Kirk Cousins are both dead to me. Um, cost me. Uh, yeah, well, what's your punishment going to be uh, this week, big boy? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you guys. I can't make my own punishment. I mean, I'll make it like something easy, like go drink three Bud Lights. Like, ooh, tough. You know, something like that. <laughs> Shave your head. I'm not shaving my head. Ooh, Shave that's a good one. <laughs> Dad put a fucking sign in his front yard. Shaving your head's not even close to being the same thing. What if I'm, you just like got a cut like to my length, but you only did it on the sides, and you had to keep the mohawk for like two two days? How about that you would fly, be a punishment. How about we fly you up to Minnesota and you punch <laughs> cousins in the fucking head? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. that. I actually, I would pay for the ticket to go up there and punch Kirk Cousins right in the balls. <laughs> yeah, that would sound punishment. That'd be sweet release. Yeah, for that'd, TJ. Actually, that'd actually be if I won the whole week, I would do that. I <laughs> I enjoyed watching that. Uh, Indianapolis finally come back after the Jags beat them in Week One. So I was I was glad to see Indianapolis. Uh, win that one. Indy sucked. It's just your, the, the Vikings sucked state. so much more. The the Colts didn't play good at all. Mm-hmm. That first half, they should have been up by four touchdowns. They were only up by sixteen points. Like they hit field goal after field goal after field. Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers is not good. He's just done. I mean, he's good not defense. good. Defense. Yeah, good defense, but they played the fucking Vikings. Awful. But literally lost my survivor pool week one with the fucking Colts. Yeah, wiped out. 75% of the league, or the Survivor League in week one. Jaguars were I this think, close to being 2-0. and 
we're finding out that the Jacksonville Jaguars are not such a bad football team. Yeah, Gardner Minshew had a shot. I should go get the. I'm gonna wear the Minshew Mania jersey this weekend. They were two. They were almost two and zero, and they're two and zero against the spread, I believe. Right? They they covered against Tennessee for mm-hmm. sure. So they always yeah they did yeah. yeah yeah they were my dog. I wrote him. You, you mean Hayden Hayden Landgraf's Jags? Oh, he was texting uh, texting me all the time or DMing us, whatever it was, all about how oh how about them Jags? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He's gonna ride the Jags the entire year <laughs> and go like ten and one on those picks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, good two weeks. Cover the spread, they won't win, though. Quit while you're ahead on that one, I think. So let's get into week two. We've already kind of talked about the games a little bit. Uh, we got a packed show for you today. We're going to talk about the week two uh, games, bets, uh, some unexpected results. Obviously, that Saints game, big-time shocker. Then we'll get into kind of the injuries because it was a doozy. If you play fantasy football, which all four of us do, well, Big Web, I don't know if – is he on a fantasy team this year? No, no not this year. Not doing no. fantasy this year. Not ever. But the injuries still affect okay. your gambling moving Black forward. Sunday. So we'll talk yeah. about uh, the injuries. Then specifically, I want to talk about the Tyrod Taylor injury, oh which I don't know God. if you guys read that today. Uh, yep. Then we'll talk about uh, the 0-2 teams, the 2-0 and teams, and then give Thursday picks. Uh, so let's start with week two. Guys, what was the most interesting game of the weekend for you, what was the more maybe surprising thing? I guess the Cowboys comeback had to be number one. Uh, yeah, Cowboys was number one. Las Vegas and in uh, in New Orleans was interesting. I think everybody in their brother was on New Orleans, but a lot of people rode the Raiders in the in the home the home uh, the home uh, first home game in uh, Allegiant Stadium there in Las Vegas. And I tell you what. My fantasy teams were dead in the water, but Darren Waller and Alvin Kamara saved my ass, and I won on the last play of the game. And not one, but two leagues thanks to Alvin Kamara, garbage time touchdown. So I was locked How, in on didn't that. Didn't you game. win by one point? So you, won by, you won by one point, and you yeah. had I won Waller by one point. Kamara. How much were you down going into the games? Four of, I think, 48 points. Damn. Yeah, you had to be down just a shit. That's, that's a fucking yep. comeback for two players. Holy shit. Yep. And Kamara yeah. won me my other league single-handedly. I was down by 26 in that one. Let me tell you something. You had to talk some shit after that comeback. I don't know why the Saints just didn't put four guys on Waller. I mean, they suck. They double-covered I mean, him, and he still got it. I know, but he, he was the only guy doing anything. And in the beginning of the game, Carr was terrible. And all of a sudden, he turns into Superman, and, and he's throwing to one receiver, and it wasn't like he was throwing big passes. They were all short passes. They shut down Jacobs, too. Like, I mean, Jacobs couldn't get going, really, and that's why Waller somehow got loose, and then it was all over. I mean, the Saints just weren't the same. Drew Brees just looked off, and for some reason, without Michael Thomas, Terrible. they were almost, like, lost. Emmanuel Sanders didn't have a catch in the entire first half. Did he even have a catch in the entire game? Yeah, I, I watched that whole game, and I, I kind of forgot he was on the team. Yeah. And That's I was like, oh, Michael penalties. Thomas is out. He's supposed to have a big fantasy day and just nowhere to be found. People on Twitter were going crazy that he didn't have any points. They're like, I started him over fucking, I forgot who they were talking about, like another subpar, like, you know, substitution. They said they played Emmanuel Sanders, and they were pissed. I don't think he got a reception. I'm checking the box score. Um, so there was, he had, had there was, one. There was a receiver right, out there. By the last name of Smith, I don't know his first name, but Traquan, he was pretty Traquan. Yep. Traquan. Traquan, that's right. He was quick and good. But I tell you what, it, they really showed like they were missing Thomas. 
big time on their offense. So yeah, Drew didn't look great. What'd you guys think of the Sunday night game? Oh my god, awesome! I think great football game. Cam's the Cam's the real deal with New England. I don't know. Oh, we were in the car listening to that one on the way back from Palm Springs. Did you watch that play though, Nick? That was. Did you see it on social media? The the goal line play, uh, the last play of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everybody man. in the stadium knew they were running it, but you know, like everybody kind of criticized them then after it. And I was watching that on the We're couch. No I said, it's stadium. either, <laughs> it's either, uh, <laughs> yeah, not that many people, I guess. <laughs> so uh, I, I remember watching it thinking it's either going to be that power, that QB power play, or they're going to run a fake off of it. And they just stuck with the power and it got stuffed. And somebody criticized Bill in the post game interview. It's like, what, like, what did you want us to do? They hadn't stopped it all night. Like, what? You live and die with your bread and butter. I just didn't get that. Like, what, I, you I love it. I mean, it shows he's run, got run a slant. I mean, the thing is, it shows that he's got confidence in Cam. And Portnoy even said, I was watching their stream a little bit. Feel really bad for him. He had like, uh, what was it, seventy grand on was like he had Patriots money line. He had he live bet the Patriots plus like whatever it was. Uh, everything would have hit with that touchdown, and he gets slammed at the goal line. And again, he he even said he goes, "We know we're going to run it. They know we're going to run it. So let's let's just go. It's big boy football." And the fucking Seahawks destroyed their offensive line. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like I always say this about Michigan teams because they play the same way. You can't do that against good opponents. Like you, you that shit works against the Jets and the Dolphins. When they know you're gonna run, like who uh, who cares? I we know I I know you know we're gonna run and we're gonna run it down your damn throat anyways. That shit does not work against you know the Seahawks, the Steelers, uh, the Blue Bloods, and so that's like I I just you gotta have a, a second pitch. But again, it, like it's September. They they don't in December when they get in that situation, they'll have a fake off of it, and it'll probably be wide open. But, uh, yeah, to, cr- to criticize them, like I saw some of the, and I'm a part of the analytical community, but some of the analytical people that like kind of just got on the pats for that was just ridiculous. Can I give the first hot take of the week? Uh, Do it. I, I think if, to- hypothetically, if Tom Brady was still on the Patriots and you put what Cam Newton's going to do with the Patriots this year, I think the Patriots finish out with a better record this season with Cam Newton instead of Tom Brady. Does that make sense? So if Brady was still here, yeah, I, I think see, I know what you're saying. I think they're better. I do. I think if they're, I think it's about, the, I think it's about the same. But I don't think you're crazy for thinking that. If their defense is shored up, I mean, I know it's been only two weeks, but with Cam able to run, Belichick's just fucking he he's loving it. And Dad, you talked about how awful Cam's shoulders been and how just like lackadaisical some of his throws have been the last couple of years. That last drive, I don't know if you guys watched it going up to the last play. He was zinging him, man. I mean, he was yeah, he- throwing some pepper. Is something's back with his arm for sure. He's got a lot more pep, absolutely. And then the the three dimensions are huge for Belichick, and I I, I agree with you. I think they're they're really solid. We we still don't know what's going on on the defensive side of the ball, but on offense, they're very strong. Yeah. Can it's... we just talk about for a second whatever Belichick was wearing today in his press conference? The <laughs> the hoodie with burn holes in it. And his hair was he, he he had like uh what do you call it? like sex hair like his hair was like halfway up his head and it was like like yeah he just well got like the done. hoodie with like five holes in it too like Nick was saying I mean Jesus yeah he dropped that thing in a fire like clearly 
It's like he got in a bender or something the night before. He was really upset about that loss on Sunday. Yeah, you know what I you know what I think he did? Like this is my theory. I don't think he went home. He had to have slept there and that's just like he, what he had in his office. You could see like well, a picture on of him Tuesday. Yeah. He was he was in a in a button down and his hair was all nice and, and clean. So maybe it just got away from him. Yeah, I mean it just maybe he just forgot he lost. He's not used to losing in week 2. That's just the thing. Maybe maybe he toasted that sweatshirt in a in a uh, subway oven. Yeah, that could have been. That could have been. Yeah. Probably what go. happened. Wow. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he did that. I I think he's just upset. I mean, you had Cam on the one. It was a Patriots type of comeback. It was a Patriots type of type of drive. They they did everything they could to come back against Wilson who's been unbelievable this year. And they get it on the one where they want it with their guy, and they don't get in. It's not a Patriot thing to happen. Like, usually they get that done. All, they make the comeback work, and it didn't. And I think Bill's just broken. He's a broken man. <laughs> you know what I really liked? I, I, what I've really enjoyed so far this football season? You remember the memes with Bill eating the Subway sandwich on the bench when he was doing <laughs> yes. the commercial this summer? Yeah. I now am finally getting to see the commercial on TV like during Sunday afternoon games. And I'm like, oh, that's what that meme is from. Bill yeah. just chowing. Chowing on, on a sub, BMT. Sam. You know, I watched that. How much do you think he's getting paid just to sit there and eat it? Like they literally go, Bill, say this line. He goes, no, I'm not doing that. Like, okay, like smile. No, I'm not doing that. All right, Bill, just sit there and fucking eat a sandwich. I bet he still made a pretty good good, good amount of money for eating sandwich on oh, camera. Yeah. He made a, he made a ridiculous amount of and money. And you know that was a one-take thing. You know, he walked in there and they go, can you do that again? Nope. That's all you get, and you walk to the door. Like that's, that, you know, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Bill doesn't do many appearances, especially not many commercials. So that was kind of, kind of shocking, honestly, to see him deviate from his path and do one. I don't know. Maybe Tom Brady and Bill Belichick both feeling a little bit of uh, freedom from each other, kind of dawn of a new age. But uh, let's move on, and that puts a bow on week two. There were some injuries, man. There were some injuries that took place on Sunday, most notably Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. They had seven ACLs tear on Sunday. Nick Bosa was one of them. Cortland Sutton was another. I mean, guys were dropping left and right. What do you Raheem make Oster, of yeah, yeah, Raheem Mostert and uh, Jimmy, Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. So, what do you guys make of these injuries? I know Big Webb has talked about this a little bit with the with the preseason and everything, but do you guys think it's kind of dumb luck? Do you have a hot take or an opinion one way or the other? Um, what What do you think is the is the root issue of this? Because it is the number one story coming out of the weekend. Yeah, I think it's um, a mixture of lack of prep time as well as random flukes. I don't think it's all contributed to lack of prep time and lack of preseason, but there's certainly going to be a case for these guys not working out as aggressively as they would had there been a preseason, had there been an offseason. Um, certainly, I think a lot of these guys are probably doing other things than, than, than preparing, for the, preparing for the season, which is understandable because they didn't even know when a season or if a season was going to happen. And so, but then I think mainly, it, it's mainly fluke injuries. I mean, when you talk, when you look at ACLs, like, is there a really way to strengthen your ACL? I know there's been some questions about the turf and 
the Meadowlands, I think, where where Saquon Barkley was at, uh, where he tore his. Do you ACL. buy into that? I don't. I don't either. Not not really. Not. I, I think that they're trying to make excuses and and are upset that their players are getting injured. But I mean, when you look at like a Drew Locke shoulder injury, Jimmy high ankle sprain, I, those are probably lack of uh, uh, lack of protection on the offensive line. And then you know, Corlin Sutton had been banged up already, so. His, you know, may have been pre-existing. I think for the most part is probably fluke injuries with maybe a little bit contributed to lack of preparation. So if it if it's not a fluke, if it's not a fluke, it's what else could you throw it to? You gotta throw it to preseason. I think when when guys play a few games and been playing for a few weeks, your muscles in shape, your legs are in shape, you're stretched out, you're not gonna land awkwardly. When you when you're when you're not in peak physical condition, which I'm not saying they're not, but when you play a few weeks, you're really at, at your top. You land differently. You're, you're trying to protect something. It's uh, I think it has a little something to do with it. I'm still not for a four week preseason anymore, but man, this is, this is really interesting that this happened like this. I don't know what else you could throw it at except for lack of preparation. Yeah. It's like a freak thing. I mean, dad and I were watching the games at his house on Sunday and I would be like, oh, McCaffrey just got hurt. And he's like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, oh, Barkley just tore his ACL. And he kind of kept giving me a weirder and weirder look every time it happened. Like, it was almost, like, not true. And it was crazy to see all those huge names and just consistently over and over again. Um, you know, it, it is a weird thing. And maybe it, it does go into preparation. Um, I agree with that with Dad, though. I still don't want to see a four-game preseason. I still don't think the NFL wants to have a four-game preseason anymore. Um you know, but but maybe it is the preparation time. Maybe COVID year, if we do see a similar type of string of injuries in week three, week four, um, you know, there may be more of a discussion. I think it's more of a talking point for, you know, podcasts and sports talk radio hosts right now this week because it's the hot topic. But I think for the NFL, they're not too worried unless it becomes a normal thing week in and week out. So um, we'll find out. I mean, again, it was it was crazy, though, to see not only were there injuries, but they were like season-ending careers, not really career-threatening, but uh, throws throws their career off a little bit, and there was multiple ACL tears. I mean, that's unbelievable. Oh, Zook, we lost you. We lost your audio. Zook! Zook! Am oh, I back? You're back. You're back. You're back. I'm back. Okay. How, how's, so, your Achilles? how's your Achilles? How's your Achilles? so my kind of whole take on on the whole thing is is similar position to you guys i think nick hit it on the head when he said uh there's been a lack of aggression like i I agree with you like these guys a lot of them don't play in the preseason anyway so i don't think it's necessarily the the lack of the games that's caused the injuries but i think there's absolutely something to be said for uh, the, the the coronavirus year and the way this preseason has gone, it's been different than any other preseason. So I think it's that ramp-up time that has been affected this year. I think that's why you're seeing the injuries. I think these injuries will taper off as we get into October because guys are getting caught up. I mean, it's either sink or swim right now, right? You're either going to get hurt or you're going to get ramped up, and then you'll be used to body contact, and you'll be you know into the season. But – I do absolutely think that the lack of ramp up time to get your body, you know, ready to be like you're in, you're used to getting hit every day. You're used to uh, cutting on a dime and, you know, putting your body through that. There's a certain amount of time you need 
to get ramped up and to get ready for that with some, you know, recovery. Um, so I think that that lack of that lack of time this year is definitely, definitely, I think, had an impact. Dude, imagine how many fantasy teams just absolutely got destroyed this past week. Literated. I mean, destroyed. I got a buddy that has five starters that are now out, uh, four with season-ending injuries. That's I tough. Mean, I, I that's uh, right. I mean, that just goes to show during fantasy time, leagues are won and lost in the final ten rounds. And on the waiver wire, that's when you really have to – because you have to prepare for these things. You have to prepare for these types of injuries to happen. I had George Kittle and Chris Godwin out last week, so I had drafted Hunter Henry and another wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb, to take their place. And so you got to be ready for those injuries in, in fantasy purposes, not only for bye weeks but for, for injuries as well. And, and that's something we saw, you know. I mean, like I said, yeah, the, the the running back waiver wire is just hot right now. I mean, Devontae Freeman, Freeman getting baby. re-signed yes. by the New York Giants. Um, you know, Naheem Hines and and Indy out, but but so Jonathan Taylor and and uh and uh or, or Marlon Max out. So Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor stock risen, even though Naheem Hines wasn't used like at all. There's a lot of running backs out there that are people are clamoring for right now on the waiver wire. Jeff Wilson's uh, one find, of them. Yeah, because like you gotta find a replacement. Yeah, you got to find the replacement. Yeah, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, are both both out. San Francisco just got decimated by injuries. Oh Already God. had Debo Samuel out, and now Jimmy Grapple is not going to start this week. Nick Mullins' time there. Blake Nick Bortles signed by Denver. Like Nick Bosa. Yeah, I mean San Francisco just got slapped. You in know the who face. else the got signed back, by though. Denver? You know who else got signed by Denver? The fucking boat. The fucking boat is back. He's That's back. That's right. Just said, I literally well, just cut it out. Twice. You have the worst said, internet in the Bortles history and... of internet. I can't hear you all the time. You cut out. I said Blake Bortles got signed in Denver, and then I said the boat is back in Denver. I said no. not once but twice. I know you didn't miss it. You just were not listening. No, no, you were no. not listening to me. No, you said this. Zuckert it. Zuckert it. Zuckert it. Zuckert it. You go. Zuckert Denver signed. No, no, no. And he got nope. Zuckert it. That's all I heard. Zuckert it. Whatever, dude. You weren't listening. Fix your fucking you internet, Nick. You work for an internet company. Figure it out. <laughs> I don't work for an internet company. That's not true at all. Are you guys based on the internet? Thank you. Okay, what's next? Are we based on the... Therefore, we work on the internet. Well, yes, it's an internet company. You need internet. Thank you. Zuck, it's not an internet company. So, uh, let's... I, I, as great as this argument has been i want to talk about <laughs> one injury in particular guys and i and i already teed it up at the beginning of the show tyra taylor misses week two start nobody really knows why just like he, he gets banged up all of a sudden justin herbert's in i uh boys was on the links so i come home midway through that i assumed he got hurt mid-game when i was watching it so i didn't really figure out until after that oh shit he actually started the game herbert did so then Anthony Lynn comes out. He makes the comments basically like Tyra Taylor is going to start if he's healthy. He is our starter. Uh, Herbert's a backup for a reason. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Anthony relax, Lynn loves pal. Tyra Taylor. Loves Tyra Taylor. And yeah. And I was like, what What a what a dumbass this guy is. Like, you're, you're, you just took this dude sixth overall. He took the Kansas City Chiefs, reigning Super Bowl champions to overtime. Threw for over 300, had some rookie mistakes, but really looked pretty good. And I don't like the guy. And I can admit, he looked pretty good. So 
I was getting ready to come on this podcast and just crush Anthony Lynn. And then I see today Schefter tweets that Tyrod Taylor is, has cracked ribs. He's getting a pain injection in his ribs before the game. The doctor punctures his fucking lung and it gets him sent to the hospital 30 minutes before kickoff. What a fucking you, crazy what the, story. What in the world is crazy? Going on? I saw that on You think it, that doctor up. still oh. has a job? No fucking no, way. Can't. He's going to get chased out of, San, out of LA or San Diego, wherever the fuck they are, everywhere. He's going to get is chased Ty out. Is Tyrod Taylor really that, that a memorable of a quarterback? Rod. It doesn't matter, though. You Could you imagine? Long, you lose your fucking job. That's it. Could Out. you imagine though if that was like a real quarterback, like that happened, to like Tom Brady or like Drew Brees or somebody worth like worth way more than than Tyrod Taylor, who's only going to be the the starter for four or five weeks until Herbert takes over, anyways. Trust me, I don't like, want to ever have to do what those doctors yikes. do. Like it's not an easy job, but you, you do it for a reason. Like you got hired for a reason. That's well, your, like, and this is the NFL too. Like it's not like we're at a public hospital here. You know, like in the in the city. This is the fucking L.A. Chargers team doctor administering pain injections before the game, which I have to assume he's done a million times before. And he just, what, did he slip and just, like, I, I feel like I hear <laughs> stories like that in from, like, hockey players that go to play in Russia. Like, that's where I feel like you hear those stories <laughs> from. Yeah. Not the NFL. Vladimir. Like, it's, it's completely unacceptable to me that Vladimir something like does that not happens. Happen. Cannot insert the needle well. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I saw that. I was like, what the fuck? And actually, Tali in the office today, Tali was like, he dropped his jaw and he goes, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, Tyler, Taylor punctured his lung from his doctor. I'm like, good lord. Unbelievable. I'd be so pissed if I was Tyrod Taylor. And Nick, to answer question, so there's pissed. no fucking way that guy has a job anymore. There's no way. You can't. Well, here's a, here's a tidbit for you, too. So, Accents Dean Spanos. Happen is a notoriously cheap owner. He has always one of the lowest paid coaches in the league, one of the lowest paid GMs in the league, one so of the lowest paid staffs in the league. So I'd have to assume that the doctor is also one of the lowest paid doctors in the league by NFL standards. Their team doctor history is not great. The guy that We're held to- the job before uh, this, this dude that just punctured Tyra Taylor's lung uh, allegedly lost his uh, surgical license in 2013 after having malpractice suits filed against him twice in the past, one for severing one of his patient's arteries during surgery. Jesus. Like, like it, it's, this is not, it's not, it's not a great look. <laughs> he hires a uh, shaky, shaky Snyder to put the damn thing in there. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. I We're going to have to get that cleaned up before they become the St. Louis Chargers. Yeah, the doctor cannot <laughs> come to St. Louis. We'll rush them out of town. Get it fixed. No. Yeah, yeah. Mercy South or St. Luke's only. Get out of here. How do you feel if you're LA, Justin LA Herbert, LA though? You fucking put up, like, a great the game. Dr. Palata back. You, you almost there. beat the Chiefs, and then your coach is, like, absolutely just wrecking you. I mean, like, I, I feel so bad for him. Like, I mean, what? Uh, let, let's talk about the other side of the ball too there in that game. Uh, Harrison Butker hitting a 58 yard field goal three times to, uh, to win that damn game too. I mean, yeah, dude's a stud. Holy guacamole. He's been the best we, we for needed a while. That. I needed that for the five way, uh, parlay. 
the the money line parlay. So thank God for Butker. Yeah, Dad was watching the uh, update in his car in the Cracker Barrel parking lot. We're going out to Cracker Barrel that night, and Dad's like, "Hold on, we got nice. to we got to watch this." And he's like, literally in the middle of Cracker Barrel, Butker hits like a fifty-three yarder to win, and he goes, "Yeah," like kind of like that, real quick. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. <laughs> that was actually a Woo! really great imp- big web impression. He was because he, he did it quick, but he didn't want to be too loud because there's a whole, like a bunch of families in this place, and he just goes, "Yeah, hey, how's it going? Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome. my that's that's my David across the room. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it worked. So so let's move on. I want to talk about some of the zero and two teams and some of the two and zero teams. We'll start with the zero and two guys. Uh, yes. Out of the zero and two teams. Are there any of them that you think are playoff teams that are off to a bad start? Uh, in the AFC, you got the Jets, Dolphins, Lions. you got the Bengals, you got the Texans, you got the Broncos. In the NFC, you have the Eagles, Giants, Vikings, Lions, Panthers, Falcons, and that's it. I think the Falcons are a playoff. Tell you what, I mean, Cowboys all the way down to the end. I think they're going to play some football this week. I'm telling you, don't bet on the fucking Falcons. You actually covered the spread, though. No, still, Falcon, so I love the Falcons betting line. That. Shit. But this week, too. They're great. I love them this week. Absolutely. But, yeah, they're not going to win the fucking um, division. I, I, so far, no. None of those 0-2 teams strike me as a, a playoff contender. The Vikings would be... The only one, if they can Texans, turn around things Texans, pretty quickly. Maybe. Texans, I, I don't think Texans have enough offensive weapons after they let D-Hop go. They, they, I mean, they got banged up Duke Johnson. I don't think David Johnson's going to be enough for them to uh, get it done. Maybe another year of learning. Mouth, but Nick, that, that's my RB2. Yeah, why do you hate Will Fuller? They're really, they're really uh, hurting by the fact that they didn't have a ton of prep time for uh for the season with this new look offense without uh D Hop and installing David Johnson Johnson good, but I don't think they're gonna have enough juice in the tank. Granted it is week two and it, or week three now it's early, but starting off 0 two certainly makes it a lot harder to get back uh back to where you need to be to, to, to be a wild card team. Who else is in that division with them? You got the Colts the AFC South. You got the Jaguars yeah. Uh, in the Titans. In the Titans. Titans, okay, yeah. I mean, they could make a run, I guess, coming back. Who's but, the uh, I, I owner of the uh, – They've had two They've had two tough games to start the season. Who's the owner of the, of the Texans, Zook? The owner? Yeah. I'm not entirely sure so who is, the owner is. So is, is uh, B.O.B. still the uh, GM, too? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, he, he's yes. running it. I'm saying, like, I was wondering if that owner has any balls because you know Bob's not going to fire himself. Janice so. McNair. So you think you think McNair? Oh yeah, it's the McNairs. I think McNair is like a one of those people that actually cares about winning, where he'll like fire Bill O'Brien after this year when he doesn't make the playoffs, or you think he'll give him? Because because yeah, Bill O'Brien gives like, himself his own, as long as he wants. Yeah, but you got to think about it this way. So I just published one of our previews. I'm still trying to. I got two more left, but I just did the AFC South. And I was looking up some stats for it. The Texans have won the division four out of the last five years. So, like, for as bad of a GM as Bill O'Brien is, and as much as he's taking advantage of a weak division, and their teams have never really been truly Super Bowl contenders, he has won a lot of games. Like, especially when you compare him to the rest of the Belichick disciples that are mainly a hot heap of fucking garbage, he's actually done all right. 
So, no, I don't think he'll get fired after this year, even if this one blows up in their face. But uh, it's certainly, uh, I think, shakens the faith for sure because you see DeAndre Hopkins absolutely going off. You see uh, uh, some of the other pieces that they've let walk out the door uh, having success or some of the moves they've made just like they've just been head scratchers. So I think it's shakens the faith. But here's the other thing, too. They're one of my own two teams that I think is going to bounce back. They'll be in the mix at the end. I don't know if they win the division. I think the Titans are going to win that division. But I don't think the Colts are very good. Phil Rivers stinks, like you said at the top, TJ. And for as much as the Jaguars have been fun and kept it close the last couple weeks, they're not. They're going to win a couple games this year. So uh, I think Texans will be right there. I like to put a bet right now that says they're going to finish better than the Chicago Bears. That's what I think. I'd agree with that. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, it's not I mean, too hard to do. Yeah, there's not if, a lo- if if we're go ahead, Nick. I was gonna say if we're looking at at two and O teams too in this in this fold that aren't gonna be contenders, Bears would be one would definitely be one of them. The Bears are not. So let's be move on to that then, because they, they they were absolutely at the top of the list for me. I I, I don't see how this team makes the playoffs. I, I don't think no they're way. good at all. They're not good. They've I gotten mean, they, lucky. They've been bailed out in two games now. I mean, they came back. Granted, Mitch Trubisky looked much better in week one, second half than he did in week one, first half. But they got bailed out by DeAndre Swift dropping the ball, and, and they win that game. And then they nearly lose the game this week when the Giants came all the way back. From being down seventeen and nothing, yeah, the Giants and didn't have Saquon. Really lost that game on the last play of the game. Giants didn't have Saquon for the majority of the exactly. game, exactly, and nobody. I mean, and that's they their still offense. Daniel Jones, quarterback to watch, was. Uh, I mean, maybe not this year, but next year he's definitely gonna be one to watch. Still figuring some things out, but led the Giants in the second half there to uh, to almost a victory. Yeah, the with Bears. Saquon out too, as, as you mentioned. Yeah, the Bears just... Which just says to me, not good. The Bears are not going to finish with more than, I think, six wins. I, I honestly believe that. They went... Go ahead, Big Web. As far as top teams, I, I, I do believe that this week, Kansas City and New Orleans both showed a little bit of weakness. You know, they're not the dominant... They're still very dominant teams. I'm just saying, but the way Kansas City let uh, let L.A. Chargers in the game like that, and then New Orleans shit to bed Monday night, I just I think the top team in the league right now is uh, is Baltimore. They didn't show any weakness yet. That that's that's what I'm interested. Baltimore to see with, hasn't shown an inch with Kansas City. Them on Monday night is going to be is it yeah, I cannot yes, I cannot yes, wait yes, to yes. watch that game oh my, oh god. my god and I tell you what that's going to be I'm taking, honestly, honestly Baltimore might squeak away I'm taking yeah. the Chiefs though with the picks because Me too. anytime you give the fucking Patty Mahomes any points I'm, I'm taking it I'm uh, sorry I have yeah. to have to so so how do we feel about the NFC West guys two two and O teams there and not the team that everybody expected it's the Rams and the Cardinals do we believe in the longevity of those guys? Kyler is fucking unbelievable. Oh He's my so god, good. he is so good. Let me tell you something because I was the biggest hater of him coming out of the draft last year. I absolutely hated him. I said he's too short. He's gonna get pummeled. This dude is a fucking stud. I mean, 
the what what he can do with his legs and just jukes everybody out. He's got a cannon. Now he's got a number one receiver. Fucking Cardinals, man. I they might go far. I mean, I still think the Rams are going to win that division. I think the the Cardinals will have their slide. Um, San Francisco doesn't get healthy, and now with Bosa out for the entire year, um, I don't think they might finish last. They literally might finish last in that division, which is which would and, be pretty. And wild. the Cardinals, they they survived the week two injury blizzard. I, yeah, I don't they think they had anybody go down. Yeah, they did. And, and obviously, Seattle is my favorite team in the NFC right now. I mean, I picked the Saints before the season started to win the Super Bowl. I'm sticking with my picks, but I mean, Seattle is yeah. probably the best team in the NFL right now. Un- unreal. I mean, I mean, the, the the Seattle weaponry that they have on that, team, on that team, when healthy, is unstoppable, and by any team in the league, and coupled with their defense. Three, three, two and zero teams in that division, easily the best division in the uh, in the league right now. But I mean, if the Cardinals can stay healthy too, those are going to be some fun matchups to watch. Those interconference matchups, Rams look better than they did last year, and Frisco, even with all the injuries, they were still the NFC champion last year. So those are going to be some interesting interconference matchups to to watch. I would still pick Seattle coming out of that division, although Arizona could squeak, squeak through with a wild card and uh, and give some of those interdivision teams a run for their money too. Do you think uh, Kyler could win the MVP over Russ by when it's no. all said and done? No. No. No way. You think Russ They'd have to win the division. Even, yeah. yeah I, Ru- Russ just has so much poise and so many um, you know just the longevity too when you look at guys in the league MVP voting they're, they'll tend to give it to a guy that's you know you really either done a Lamar Jackson where they explode and like, I mean, just are far and above better, but if it's close, I feel like they'll give it to a, a more seasoned player. And he's also never won it, right? Russell. No, he doesn't even have a single vote. Unreal. Disappointing. Yeah. He's fucking good too. I mean, he's, he's been one of those like longevity quarterbacks. Like you always know what you're going to get from Russell Wilson. It's just a matter of the other people around him are going to help him out. So Seattle's dangerous. Yeah. Seattle's fucking dangerous. DK Metcalf. What a great pick by me in the eighth round of the draft. Jesus, he's a stud. Yeah, you know, so here's the one thing I didn't put in the show notes was a little fantasy. So let's talk a little fantasy. Sorry, sorry, Big Web. Uh, go ahead with your point. But D- DK Metcalf, yeah, what a steal. No, I'm, I'm just saying Seattle this year, too. I mean, they've always been good at finesse, great running quarterback, good receivers, good running backs. But this year especially, they have some smash mouth going on on a defensive line. They're hitting people. You saw it <clears throat> with Cam, how they shut him down in the goal line. But they've been making hits all both games very, very solid as well. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you mentioned Metcalf as we talked about Zook. He's just – he's that big play receiver that they wanted him to be coming out of Ole Miss. I mean, last year I think he made some strides at the end of the year. And now he's kind of become the number one, which they love because – Tyler Lockett is a perfect number two receiver. He doesn't need to be a number one. Um, and, it, you know, the, the way Chris Carson's running the ball and they kind of uh, work, the, work the receiving game with him too, Russell can run. I mean, they're they're extremely dangerous. And Dad's right. I mean, they let up a little bit against New England late in that game on Sunday night, but their defense is, is back. I mean, they're they're legit. They're, they're, they're ready to rock and roll. And um, if their defense can be what they were when they had – Camp Chancellor, um, and I mean all the the big time, you know, just the big time guys. They're going to be able to really run in this division and, and probably have a chance at the Super Bowl for real. 
while we're talking about uh, fantasy steals, I got to pat myself on the back because I saw Matthew Barry this week say that Calvin Ridley is a wide receiver one moving forward. I believe I drafted him 55th overall. Love to see DK Metcalf in the eighth round is absolutely ridiculous, but like Calvin Ridley, I don't think like Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf both did not go high. Not even, not in the first, you know, four rounds of fantasy. Like I drafted him to be my flex after I got, my quarterback, my two running backs, and two wideouts. That's why if you so, can, like, can hold n- nobody off. Nobody picked those guys high. That's why if you can hold off, don't take a receiver until the third round at the earliest. From I mean, you know, running backs are so much harder to come by unless you have uh, just a brigade of injuries like you did in week two. But usually running backs are hard to come by. And there's new receivers popping up all the time on the waiver wire too, like guys that you don't even know about, um, and especially late in drafts. So I always said, like, Draft your running backs, draft your quarterback if it's Mahomes or Lamar or whoever else early, but don't fucking don't touch receivers until late. But some people still do it. I mean, it, Michael Thomas is good, trust me. I mean, but I got Devontae <laughs> Adams third round, like or second round, whatever it was, and it, it was still a late pick that I was happy with. But people just take all like Julio Jones won the first round in some drafts, and I love Julio, but like he's not even the number, yeah, number I'm, one. Anymore. I'm never sold on those guys. Those like longevity guys that that have been, you know, they're always consistent. But especially if you're doing like an auction draft, you have to really spare your dollars a little bit and and really find those diamonds in the rough, which you can usually find with some year two players or even year one guys. That you know, after a couple weeks, you get them to open up a little bit and and they start to perform. I mean, there's a number of guys now that you'll get in week three, like you said, TJ, where there's wide receivers that you no idea existed, especially once injuries start happening. There's so many that, that'll pop up. Dude, I got to brag real quick. Jonu Smith drafted him 15th round this year. 15th round, Jonu Smith. Tight end one. Fucking love it, baby. Tight end Three one. touchdowns. God. And I got, I mean, I got no offense. Let's if, go. Yeah, Noah Fant's going to be a, a good addition if, if, if on the waiver wire because Corlin Sutton, if Noah Fant's not in your league already, I mean, 10-team would probably be the only league where you could find them. But it, it, there's going to be a lot of good guys. I'm going to run through just a few here. Um, LaVisca Chenault for the Jaguars, or really any of the Jaguars wide receivers Enough playing against the Dolphins. The Jaguars. <laughs> Nick, are you Mike, sure you're not a fan Mike anymore? Is, Mike Gusecki on the, on the Dolphins. Uh, Jalen Rieger's out for the Eagles, so Zach Ertz probably going to be a go-to weapon. Uh, Bengals give up a lot of touchdowns to who's tight ends, so right Carson now? Wentz needs to get Rieger. No, I said who's not out for the yeah, Eagles he is. right he... now. No, I said who's not. Everybody's oh, hurt. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, everybody's hurt. Also, Michael Pittman. They need Jr. to bring the... back Vince Papali. Yeah, Michael Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts. No Paris Campbell. He's on the IR, and they're playing the Jets. Even though Phil Rivers doesn't throw it deep too much, yeah, he could be a could be a good addition. So there, I mean, there's a number of guys that because of the injuries, Jerry Judy and Denver, uh, maybe the, they get the boat and will rock it to Judy a little bit there with uh, with no Coral and Sutton out for the season too. So I mean, what what hurts your Noah Fant, your Noah Fant player uh, addition on the roster? I there, think but, having uh, a Jerry shitty Judy, quarterback. I think would be a big play. You guys want to hear a, a hot take? This is a, a spicy one. Save that. I think having a <laughs> shitty quarterback. That's a great. That's a uh, great I think having drop. a shitty quarterback actually helps tight ends because they're just going to dink and dunk their way down the field. Yeah, it does. They're not. They're not going to throw at, it deep to Jerry. Look Judy at Darren or, Waller. You know, 
Yeah, they're just going to – I discovered oh, – no, Five yard out. I, there you go. I discovered Darren Waller, and, and he's still paying dividends for fantasy owners this year. So you're welcome on that addition uh, because Derek Carr can't find uh, Henry Ruggs deep, so he just keeps throwing it to Darren Waller and then handing it off to Josh Jacobs. Hey, it works. They beat the, they beat the Saints. I, I like John yeah, Gruden's sure team. Do. I like John Gruden's little bunch there, I tell you. They're not bad. They're not bad. When it, like They're probably the second most fraudulent 2-0 team next to the Bears, but they're still worlds better than them. Like When you look at their roster, like before the season I was looking at all the two deeps, and you look at their roster, you're like, oh, LaMarcus Joyner, he's not bad. You look at the, at the first-round corner they took, you look at uh, – Mad Max Crosby, he's not bad. Cleveland Furl at the other edge, not bad. Their weapons offensively are really good, and then their line's really good. It's yeah. just like, you know, this team probably like has, should win at least seven games. Yeah, you know? and I'm just like, sitting they're, they're there not like a terrible football team. New England's giving them six and a half this week, and I'm sitting there going, I don't know, I, the Raiders. It's I, a tough one. The Raiders. Hey, That's I got right. a, I got a question for you guys with the with the two headed monster in Cleveland and everybody hurting for running backs. The market is there for them to trade one of the like Hunt or something or Chubb, one of the two. Do you see anything happening there? No, they love them. They love that. Real world value for running backs, you get nothing on the trade market. It's just you're better off to keep them. They're both top. 10, 15 yeah. talents in the league. But what are you getting There's, for Kareem Hunt, who's already proven to be unreliable off the field, like a and just round pick it, maybe? And and just signed a big contract. There's so many of those like Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch kind of guys that are just sitting in retirement or in free agency, like Devontae Freeman that just got signed by the Giants that they waited to sign, uh, you know, until they had an injury go down. There's a lot of those kind of guys where they could just be – stop gaps or fillers if long-term injuries you know like the Giants aren't going to go out and probably give up too much because they know Saquon's going to be back next year and the Giants aren't going to be a contender anyway this year and so or you know I would say more or less the um the running back market in Denver where you have Philip Lindsay Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman they would be more apt to trade or in in uh in Miami where they have three uh they would be more apt to trade yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the problem is just they 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 just don't equate to wins. That position doesn't, and so that you where you all it's a I mean it's like anything else in life, right? It's supply and demand, and you have these running backs coming out a dime a dozen in the draft every year on cheap contracts, and it's like, well, why do I want to? give up any assets when I have like a third round pick that I let's see what we have in him where they, we, they'd rather play the 49ers would rather take Jamichael hasty off the practice squad and play him with Jeff Wilson than try to trade for a Kareem hunt or a Nick Chubb because the return on their investments just not going to be very high because they just don't account for that many, you know, points in the actual like grand scheme of things. Plus it's not a high learning curve position, so these rookies can come in and play right away. It's not like they have to learn anything. And I think they like having that one-two punch because, Dad, if, if they were going to trade anybody, Nick Chubb's not going anywhere. I mean, Chubb is their guy. Right. Uh, right. And they've already said that that Hunt's their guy too. They, they love the one-two punch. I I think Cleveland's trying out out everything. They looked, they looked really good against Cincinnati, but 
there you go. They looked really good against Cincinnati. I think I still think <laughs> that's a, that's a big question mark with the Cleveland Browns. But I mean, they're going to be interesting because I think uh, they got everything that they technically need to become a, a winning franchise, but they just haven't done it yet. So they're uh, they're the biggest one of the biggest uh, teams to watch this year. One last point on the running backs too. We saw the injuries this weekend, right? It's it's better to have two. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, one of those yeah. guys could go down at any given time. So, uh, w- without further ado, we're talking about picks. We're talking about teams. Let's give some Thursday picks, boys. Uh, I got to say, this one's not the hottest uh, Thursday night game I think we're going to have on the docket this year. That's an understatement. the uh, Jacksonville Jags and the Miami Dolphins in, in a battle for Woo! the state of Florida, uh, the fine state of Florida, where nothing crazy ever happens. Uh, so right. what do you guys think about that one? I believe the Jags are minus three and they are over under set at 48. What do you guys think of that one? Uh, well, let's start, ahead, on, let's start on with big web. He's, he's two and zero on Thursday nights. Hey, so, <laughs> I like Jacksonville here. Uh, they've been playing some good football. I think they're going to bring it. And, uh, I just think they're playing solid on, uh, on defense and moving enough on oh Gardner, Nick's buddies moving in enough on offense. I like them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, TJ. <laughs> God, I you fucking hate Zoom. Uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I like Jacksonville as well. Uh, minus three and a half. Uh, they've been playing really well. I mean, they've been moving the football. They now are not the one-hit wonder in week one. Was it just a fluke against Indy? No, they played really well against Tennessee. They moved the ball late and uh, made it a little bit interesting in the fourth quarter. I can't believe this is three and a half. I mean, Miami was fine against Buffalo, I guess. That's the reason it's so low, but they still have really nothing else to show for. And Gardner's being Gardner. I mean, he's moving the football. So I uh, I like Jacksonville as well. Yeah, like uh, I'm going to go with Jacksonville here. Gardner Minshew has looked better than average to start the season. A lot of weapons there for a wide receiver. And the rookie running back isn't looking half bad. So I think uh, I think Jacksonville can can keep it rolling. Only favored by three. So, I mean, field goal, field goal game there. Seems like it. Uh, Miami, they've competed, especially in the second half of, of, of last week's game. Certainly they could they could steal this one, but got to ride with Minshew Mania, you know? Got the jersey, I'll be wearing it. Got to support my Jaguars, right? I'm off, I'm off the Broncos, back to the Jaguars. Fuck you. Too, too many injuries. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, hate to make it, a, make it a boring, clean sweep. I think I'm going to take the Jags, too. I just I, I think w- with Ryan Fitzy starting, I just don't know if he's really going to be able to take advantage of some of the weaknesses the Jags have to, defensively. And on the offensive end, I kind of like the Jaguars' offense a little bit better than I like Miami's offense right now because of James Robinson, Illinois State grad, as you mentioned, uh, Nick. I saw him hurdle somebody in the condensed game on Sunday. So I, I can't pretend like I've watched a ton of either of these two teams. I've watched the like the condensed game highlights, but I've watched all that of the game, Jaguars games. Like when I when I watch the uh, condensed game of the fucking Dolphins and the Jags, that's those are the ones where like I'm checking my phone and being on Twitter. So uh, yeah, guys, I, uh, I I will watch. I always watch in prime time, but 
I, I wouldn't want to put money on this one, I tell you what. Coop uh, took Miami, yeah. believe it or not. He's 0-2 on Thursdays, though, so there you go. Fade Coop. Yeah. However, Cooper did hit the Raiders pick. He hit the he Raiders did. He pick. He did. I yeah, mean, he did. he's been watching tape. I saw a lot of people saying fade Coop this past weekend, so... Uh, he showed it to them. Let me tell you something. Been in the film, been Every, in the, been in the film room. There are three Webers in this pick'em. Me, Dad, and Cooper. All of us are seven and seven going into week three. Wild, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, Thanks for reminding me. I need to put my picks in. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, I haven't put mine. In. I haven't put mine in either. I kind of want to look at the pick'em standings now before we go. Oh yeah, let's, let's, see, let's go ahead. see where the I'm in nine. Sure. Yeah, let's bring that up, Zuck. Wonderful. Let's do that to see where the. Oh, are you, are you well, not doing so hot? Well, TJ, TJ's, TJ's wife is beating him. No, no, TJ's up there. He, oh, he's, TJ's, he's tied wife, third. I, TJ's Lars wife, second, I think, though. is beating the shit out of all of us. I thought you meant the panel picks. Yeah, the the, the real pool. I, I I won my aunt's pool last week. It's just like Dad said, the top games are tough to pick. Hey, guys, do you like who uh, is tied for third in the in the top of the CBS pool right now? Is it there's Lulu? Lulu right there. There's, there's Lulu wow. just putting, putting, me, putting me to shame. Can I tell you something? Cooper Mark, forgot. Mark Hessler taking his rightful throne at, at the top, he per is. usual. Cooper uh, forgot. Right. Go ahead. Oh. No, saying Marky Mark's very consistent at the top there. Oh, absolutely. Koopa forgot to put his picks in last week, so I might have to go in there and Take rookie mistake. Rookie mistake getting locked out. Damn, Coop. What's I he thinking? I can understand if it's week eight, but week two, week you got to be more locked in. I don't know what he's thinking. He was he was pissed off about uh, that Browns pick not coming in. <laughs> How does he get his paws on the keyboard anyway? I feel sorry for the door. Well, he, do, he does. Uh, Did you watch the door video? It's pretty easy for him. He does voice to text. <laughs> He does voice to text. He he has, <laughs> he does like, voice to text. He has this cadence going on with with the the gal on the phone. I can't say her name right now because she'll pop on. But uh, he has a cadence with her, and she knows his barks. Alexa. Wow. Love headphones. Alexa. Love headphones. Yes. Yes. <laughs> didn't go off. On, didn't go off on my end. If Big Web yells Alexa into a void, what is TJ? What hear? is your punishment gonna be? What is your punishment so gonna be? So this is up to you guys. Like I don't. I'm not supposed to pick my own punishment. Like I picked big webs. Like we kind of picked that. And then we had the signs, but we don't want to do the same thing every week. So like, again, we can do right. the family member thing. I have to call somebody, tell them I suck. I, whatever, whatever you guys want to do, but we yeah, let's see, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it'd be uh fun to pick your own one, but everybody else just has to sign off on it. So you're yeah, not sandbagging since, it. Since, since we're short on, since we're short on ideas, let's do the family member thing. Okay. We'll play, we'll play roulette and, and, uh, I'll pick a, I'll randomly pick a letter and then it'll stop on there and then you'll have to find a family member with that name. Okay. And then I'll call them and tell them how much I suck. And then well, I'll put the uh, signs in the front yard. I mean, that's going to be a yearly thing. I don't know how Nick's going to do that. You're going to have to make some extras in Reno, Nick. So yeah, well, I, I don't have a yard. I'm in a, I'm in a, I, I guess I could, you know, I could put a sign in my window. You there you know? go. That's all right. That works. You have all the to, neighbors you have to, to see. Yeah. No, you have to bring a sign and put, do you have an office at work? Yes. So we do perfect yeah okay you have to put it up in your office window yes. oh, okay you have i'll to put, put it, it up oh, yeah. there for the you week know, just you... like i'm a big fat boner i Save got that. last place in the cbs pick them i've got <laughs> i've got the sample signs they're eight and a half by 11 and we'll scan them to you 
and you can just print them. Off I mean, I'm not. Off. I mean, I'm not going to need them. I won't. I won't need them. You can go ahead and keep them because, <laughs> I mean, if we see, if we take a look at the famous standings, last words. I mean, yeah. we know who's we know, famous last words. We know who's on top. Nick, you're the right only now. one in the history of the show to go zero and seven in one week. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, that was a tough week. I think I doubled down on some teams there, but uh, you know, I bet on my Jags last week and they won, or they won. They're the, not they your covered, Jags. So. They're not your Jags. Fuck you. You're my not Jags, your Jags. They yeah. never will be again. You got off them. It's over. No, they're they're my team. You just America's can't. team. You're the worst. You're worse than Tolly. He's a Yankees fan and a Patriots fan. These and teams somehow are you're tough worse. to pick this week. What do you guys think? <laughs> Bucks or Broncos? Cowboys or Seahawks? Well, that's for Sunday, Nick. That's why we have a live show. Well, no, but I'm picking right now. I'm picking them right TJ, now. You got so. any, TJ, you got any ad reads? Uh, yeah, Kay Roberts, Remax Gold. She's the best real estate agent in town. I mean, we've been telling you this for a long time. And, again, you might be saying, oh, TJ Trevant, what are you talking about? Let me tell you something. I have references everywhere. It's not just me because guess what? She did help me get in my beautiful home, which I'm currently sitting in my basement with my beautiful studio. Would not have been possible with Kay Roberts, Remax Gold. You know why? Because she works her ass off for not just me, Why? her nephew, for everybody. Everybody in the St. Louis area and beyond, she will work her ass off for you. She's going to be out there to help you sell your house, to help you buy your brand new home. I have friends that have used her. I have family members that have used her as well, and they've all said the same thing. Kay is the best in St. Louis. Give her a call today, 314-409-4113. 314-409-4113. Or visit her online, stlhomes 4 Dot com. Sarah Barron, Family Finance Mortgage. Again, could it have gotten done without Sarah Barron from Family Finance Mortgage? No, it could not. I'm in my home because of her as well. She helped us finance our home. She's currently trying to help us refinance our home as well. Right when the rates went down below the threes, she was on the phone with us trying to get us in there and trying to get us the lowest rate she possibly could. That's the type of person she is. Sarah Barron, Family Finance Mortgage, 314-537-1282. 314-537-1282. Sarah Barron, online, familyfinancemortgage.com. There you go, Zuck. We love it. Hey, Zuck, can we talk about Big Web's bets last week? Do we got to talk about Big Web's bets. Hey, by the way, you know I you have your best ideas in the car? I, I'm thinking out loud here, and just this is true, the bruise on the balcony difference for our audience here. Oh, yeah. I got a segment idea for Big Web's bets. We got to call it Big Web's, like, Big Web's, like, Web of Wagers or something like that. Ah. And we got to make, we got to put you on the green ah. screen, and you got to, you know, get up to your, your usual antics and uh, place your bets. I like so, it. Uh, I like so, it. so just so you know, no pressure. That's what you'll be doing now in the future for zero extra dollars. By the way, by the way, I understand why my last name's Weber now. We got a spider issue going on outside. I we got a honking spider, bro. I mean, his his butt is this big. Like it looks like a. You better make sure that's not like him. a brown latrus or whatever the hell they are. They'll kill you. <laughs> brown recluse. Spray it with something. Yeah, that one. Brown oh. a brown chartreuse. No, dude, this is I the second. with hairspray. Second time I've lost him. So the first time he escaped. Second time I see him today when I get back from work. I go in to try to find some spray or something to get him. Turn my back for 30 seconds. I walk back out. He's gone. Like, he was in the middle of his web, and he escaped. Like, he knows what's up. It's just, This dude's scary, and he's a fucking monster. Then I found another one downstairs today. It's like I'm like Spider-Man. It's like the, I got you Weber. It. It's everywhere. 
Hey, you call call an exterminator. Let's go. I'm trying to. Laura Laura's calling them tomorrow, and and we're gonna get them out of there. Cause now we got the the cold weather coming, and they're gonna want to be inside with the warmth, and that's not gonna fly. Nope. No. Nope. What's the average lifespan of a spider? Won't they be dead by then? Hopefully, a day. I don't know. It's it's it sucks. I hate spiders. I hate spiders spray almost them. more than I hate snakes. Spray them with hairspray, and then they they're all fucked up. They can't go anywhere. I've done that to uh, wasps before. I sprayed a bunch of Lysol, and uh, there was one in the bathroom, and I didn't have anything to catch it with, so I just started spraying Lysol, and it got all fucked up and just fell down. It was nice. One, one, you two, one of the four signs of being a psychopath, just doing weird shit to animals. <laughs> that's not an animal. That's a pest. There's a difference. He's trying to clean them. With <laughs> yeah, Lysol, trying... the cleanest fucking bug in town. You you could you could fuck with pests all you want. All right, Big Web, but let, let's hear your bet. All right, here's how it went last week, boys. We were we were uh, bankroll was at eight hundred. We bet three hundred. We bet uh, two hundred dollars on a two way parlay. Buffalo actually scored real late in the football game to cover it, but they let Miami come all the way back and uncover it so we did not hit the two-way uh but we did hit the five-way favorite uh money line bet which paid 420 on 100 Cha-ching. so we we profited 320 there we lost the 200 so we were up 120 dollars for the week Cha-ching. Cha-ching. puts our bankroll up to 920 we're down 80 for the year and doing just fine Cha-ching. Cha-ching. So Cha-ching. 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 Nice. You'll okay. love to see it. And and I welcome the green screen, man. Let's go. Yeah, I, I yeah, we got to get that we got to get that going maybe next week. Uh we well thank you guys everybody for bearing with us. A uh, little bit more low key conversational show. I kind of kind of liked it though. Um uh, we're off the rails a little I bit. I did too. But uh, a little bit more uh, we had some scheduling stuff, but you know what I'm proud of? All four of us were here and we were able to do it. So, um, that'll wrap it up. Uh, any any closing words, guys? Uh, our plan is not to do this very often because the Zoom is very tough. We understand that. But I think, again, as Zook said, thanks for bearing in with us. Uh, but I think it went well. I think we all did pretty good for some of the laggy stuff. I think that just makes us pros, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Big Web, with your neon shirt, I'd love for you to wear that on the green screen, too. We could just have your head floating for the segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Let's try not to have as many injuries this week, all right? Yeah, yeah. I I like that. We'll end the show on that. For TJ, for Nick, for Big Web, hopefully everybody on your fantasy team stays healthier this weekend. And let's go, man. Week three of NFL football. We'll catch you on Sunday at 10 a.m. live on Facebook.